Hey guys, welcome back to Nomad Wolf. You're listening to episode 15 with business coach and event builder from Elixify Your Life, Kristen Caetano. The lone wolf thing, it does not work. I know because I was a lone wolf. I'm still in recovery from that. But trying to do, for those of you that are just starting out or really thinking about starting your business, um, trying to figure everything out all by yourself all the time, it's going to for sure take you longer and it might be the thing that sinks your business dream in the first place. Ever fallen into the comparison trap? You might be left wondering how some people were able to create that largely disruptive company, collaborate with this incredible brand, or just simply monetize their passions right off of their laptop from God knows where. You're left inspired and hungrier than ever to create a business that will give you access to your unique version of freedom. But the only question is, how? My name is Glenn Gabriel, and this is the Nomad Wolf Podcast, a show that features creators, game changers, rule breakers, trendsetters, pretty much anyone around the world with the appetite to challenge the status quo. Behind their successes and failures, we dive into their stories filled with actionable advice and growth hacks that aim to equip location-independent minds everywhere so that they can answer their own life's question by constantly exploring their potential. We hope you find what you've been looking for or what's been looking for you. I'm Kristen Caetano and I'm a business coach. I help specifically healers and coaches and other service-based entrepreneurs to build a profitable business. I love that your niche is uh, healers and visionaries. And, you know, I I feel like for a lot of people in that niche, uh, they're so focused on delivering the value that they almost forsake the business side. But um, before we get into the business, where are you currently based out of? I am currently based in San Diego, California. Oh my gosh. Beautiful city for my listeners out there. I'm actually born and raised San Diegan. So I know... That, that's the place to be. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's, uh, I was raised there as well, lived lots of other places, but uh, it's now my home base. And of course I travel a lot, but I, it's kind of that root, that place where my roots are. And based off our, our previous conversation, you are a little bit of a travel hacker. Indeed. Yes. I have been uh, strategically racking up uh, frequent flyer points um, for about the last eight years. And during that time I have basically paid for all like maybe one or two plane tickets only because it made more sense to pay for it in cash. Like most recently I flew out of Tijuana and went to Mexico. Well, you know, it just made sense. It's cheaper and it didn't make sense to use my points for that. But I have flown to many international destinations and not paid anything for those tickets for the last eight years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like the dream right there and definitely sh- will be another episode on this podcast. But uh, right now I wanted to focus on business, but before you were able to create and have a business that you can operate remotely, what were you doing prior to this? Well, I had a bit of a journey. So I had a 20 year career in public health and during those 20 years on the side, I was taking all sorts of holistic healing um, type of certifications. So I won't rattle off the list, but everything from nutrition to hypnotherapy to energy work, you know, and um, I was always doing that kind of work on the side. And there came a point when I was just done with a nine to five. I had been plotting and scheming for some time. And so I started a sort of a brick and mortars healing practice on the side. However, I knew that I wanted to be online. It's just that I was throwing everything at the business to make it happen. And, you know, I didn't want to like leave any strategies out basically. So I was attempting to do in-person and online stuff at the same time, which by the way, I don't really recommend. It takes a bit longer. Um, So I really had it in my mind. I was going to entrepreneur conferences and reading entrepreneurial books Um, for a few years before I got really serious about my business, my healing business, which I had before the current business. And, um, you know, I was, I I thought I was going to be a blogger actually, because I like to write. So initially I thought blogging 
was going to be my strategy to, you know, build an audience. And then of course you sell things. And certainly that is one way to be an online entrepreneur. What I found out is that I'm not very consistent with blogging. And <laughs> so for whatever reason, you know, I just didn't have enough mojo to take the consistency that that strategy requires. So, um, yeah, so I started mostly with brick and mortars, but it was really looking towards the online version of what I was doing from the beginning. I see. And what was the consistent, I guess, value, valuable thing that in, instead of blogging, what, what is it now that serves your business really well? In terms of generating client leads or building I, an audience? I, I, I guess we can get into both, but um, yeah. that you said that blog, you thought blogging was going to be the thing, but you weren't really too consistent at it. I was just curious if, if that just turned into something else. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I think I can answer that. It would kind of was a, a sort of a sequential step-by-step -step thing in my case. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, I really built my business in a very grassroots way. And what I mean by that is a lot of in-person um, workshops and retreats and, and just personal relationships. And, um, so that, that's kind of, that is still a very powerful uh, way that I generate uh, success in my business is personal relationships. Later, and doing things in person, which I know we're going to talk about why that's effective a little bit later. Um, but as I went along and I started getting clients, I began to expand. Uh, and in terms of online, my biggest suggestion for all of your listeners is that you want to join forces with other people and um, see if you can find win-win partnerships that will result in other people helping to promote your stuff. Usually a free thing, like your downloadable awesome quiz or whatever it is. Um, but I have grown my mailing list primarily through those type of methods. So like a virtual summit, um, giveaways, other types of collaborations yeah. um, to really build that presence. One of the biggest, I, I don't want to say trends, but one of the biggest secrets I feel like today is that um, collaboration far exceeds competition. Oh like my goodness. Yes, yes, hell yes. Okay. So I always talk about this. Um, the lone wolf thing, it does not work. I know because I was a lone wolf. I'm still in recovery from that. But trying to do, for those of you that are just starting out or really thinking about starting your business, um, trying to figure everything out all by yourself all the time, it's going to for sure take you longer. And it might be the thing that sinks your business dream in the first place. So mm -hmm. please, please not only get, not only um, seek mentors, but seek uh, communities, masterminds, like-minded um, entrepreneurs where you can rise together. I love it. And we're definitely going to get into that soon. Oh, for the people that don't really know your business too well, what services do you offer your clients? So what I offer is a couple different things. Um, so I offer one-on-one -on -one, um, programs, one-on-one, -on -one, high-touch, immersive, hands-on mentorship, helping uh, coaches and healers build their business. I'm a very... Um, I'm a very, like I really push up my sleeves and, and help my clients build their business. I'm very active, even in helping them edit Google Docs and write copies sometimes. So I have my one-on-one -on -one practice. And then I also offer uh, group programs. I have a group program running right now. I call it Sacred Business Mentorship. And um, I also host live events. I recently did a three-day live event uh, in San Diego. I also have done retreats and other smaller workshops. And um, yeah, so those are basically number one-on-one -on -one and group and then uh, events mm -hmm. are my primary services. Perfect. And uh, for people that are really curious about jumping into coach coaching, consulting, or even being a freelancer, what are some of the things that you learned from either your clients or from your own experiences that should be avoided? Like we, we spoke earlier about being the, the lone wolf and not really collaborating with people and feeling like you need to operate with a chip on your shoulder to like prove other people. Uh, what are some, some concrete things that you feel 
uh, should be uh, brought to light when it comes to people that are starting out? I guess I'll speak to sort of, yeah, the common pitfalls. And one is being in what I call niche soup or niche soup. And niche is actually really tricky. And sometimes it can take a couple of years to really, really dial in your niche. By niche, what I mean is who are you helping actually? And what are you helping them with? So this is what I call foundational work and that I do a lot with my clients and that every entrepreneur, I don't care if you're selling eBooks or you're coaching or whatever, you must do the foundational work of figuring out your target market, your niche, what burning problems are you solving for people? And what I see is that the pitfalls are people either they're multi-passionate, which I am too, and nobody wants to choose something and they feel like they're going to be stuck with it forever, which isn't true. Um, so you've got to pick something and then you run with it for at least three to six months. And guess what? You're allowed to change your mind. But what I've found is people, people want the sure thing. People want, are like scared and like, oh, well, what if this niche doesn't work or it's not the right one? Or what if I do this? And then they want to know, oh, it's going to definitely work. And I'm like, guess what? The only way to find out is to go through the process. You cannot jump over the, the experience of like, of tinkering and trying things and well, this didn't work and this did align and it kind of is a process. That, that's been my experience. So that's kind of one big area of, you gotta choose something that's good enough for right now, that feels right enough for right now, run with it and you will pivot. I, I'm a prime example. I mean, I, I had, you know, hypnotherapy and energy work and life coaching. And then for a while I had a tea business and it was all on one website. And then I was had nutrition coaching on there. That's all gone now. I've, I, when I landed on business coaching, I finally found that niche, but it took a couple of years to get there. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of beginning entrepreneurs or, or the majority of people, it's there, there's an abundance of opportunity and they feel like it, like that and that's that's a good thing that's always a, a a nice thing to be like oh i have all this opportunity around me but it's really that decision making process of like you need to just go for one of them and yeah. see it through and then you know pivot when you feel like oh this isn't working you're like huge. yeah it's huge it's huge and the only way there it you can't ever know until you go through it and most entrepreneurs like Warren Buffett and all the super successful people, most people have had at least seven or eight businesses, you know, it's just, it's kind of normal. If the entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, it's not for everyone and that's okay, but it does require a certain um, amount of risk tolerance. And the risk being you take a little leap, you're like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work and this might suck and some things will suck and some things will work. So yeah. Um, it, it takes a certain, the mindset piece is huge. It takes a certain amount of courage um, to do this. Yeah. Um, but, it, but the rewards can be great as well. Of course, of course. Um, and then moving on to getting your first client or how, how to get clients. So you have a business, um, you're either, like I said, a freelancer or a coach or a consultant, uh, and you're trying things out, but obviously you, you definitely need clients to, you know, uh, get the business going. What are some practical uh, strategies that you recommend when it is to getting your your first client or at least a couple of clients in, in your realm? This is huge. I'm going to start with a little story, a very short one. So I had a client who who owns a yoga studio. And so we started working together and, and uh, at, with a yoga studio, that's a brick and mortar thing. So that's like really like getting those monthly memberships is key. And so after us there, after a little bit of time working together, you know, we got on our next call and she said, Oh my God, I just really, I had, I can't believe I didn't see the gap. And the gap was, she said, I thought that if we just provided good service, the business would grow. But what I realized is that I've never, I wasn't making anybody an, offer. She wasn't making anyone an offer. And especially in the beginning when you're finding clients, I mean, we all want what's called attraction marketing, which is like where the people just come. We all want that. But in the beginning, um, I do recommend is you do have to make more direct offers. 
And so it was so interesting to see this like light bulb went on for my client. She's like, and I'm like, yes, I said, you know, it was like, that's why you need somebody at the front desk who understands like how to make these offers. And so she was like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't see it. And so, you know, you don't see it till you see it or it's hindsight when you see it. So that's the little story. And then um, I look, I want to just geek out a, a teeny bit about this getting clients because it's such a pain point and a mystery for new entrepreneurs. So um, I think you, you watch this, Glenn, but there's a, um, a marketing a marketing course they took where they talked about, okay, basically your clients are everywhere. They're everywhere, but they don't know you exist. And if you just post once, they still don't know you exist. Okay, so these marketing statistics are like, okay, 3% of people are actively looking for you. So 3% of people are Googling like business coach, whatever. 3%, small number. Okay, then there's um, like 67%. There's, there's a few other categories that make up 67% of people are either, um, they don't know they need you at all. They need you, but they completely have no clue they need you. Yeah, they're just unaware. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're unaware. And then there's people that are like, yeah, like maybe at some point in the future, I'm going to want to do it, but yeah. no, not right they're now. On yeah. And then there's some people that are like, they're open-minded, but it's certainly not like front center for them. So that whole thing is like 67%. And then I think it's, I believe it's like 30%. Okay. Yeah. 30% are no, and we don't care about the no's just forget about them. The the 3%, we love them. They already want us, but the 67% is the untapped gold. So those are the people, but they don't know they need us and they're open, but they don't know you exist. So those are the ones to really focus on when you're trying to get clients. Okay. Um, so that's a little geeky background on, on that. <laughs> and how do we get at that 67? Yeah. Okay. So whether you have an online business or in-person business or a combination of hybrid, I have kind of a hybrid myself, mostly online now, but um, one of the most powerful ways to get your first clients is um, by personal one-on-one -on -one outreach. And that can be in the form of what we call connection calls, where you're just expanding your, um, your contacts basically, like reach out to people who look cool on Facebook and or people who might be in your target market, but you're not trying to sell them something right away per se. It's like, hey, you wanna have a virtual tea day? Hey, who do you have to? How can I support you? So it can be take time to cultivate, but relationships, um, and then, of course, if they're a fit, you can make a direct offer. Don't forget to offer something, if appropriate. And then, you know, I like to talk about, you know, hey, if you want to get a bunch of clients, host uh, a host events, and that can be in-person events or online events or a combo, right? And so an online event would be like a Facebook Live or a three-day Facebook challenge. Um, you know, an in-person thing would be a signature talk a short workshop, maybe a longer event. Um, I And even if you meet people in person, for example, I have a meetup in San Diego. I have a meetup in San Diego, and guess what? Uh, when I came time to offer my six-month Sacred Business Mentorship Program, which is all done on Zoom, we have one in-person retreat, but the rest is all uh, virtual. Guess what? Some people who met me in person, they got a chance to know, like, and trust me they got a chance to get a taste of feel, feel the vibe. And eventually they jumped into my program mm. and, and it, they say it takes, you know, two to seven touch points. Um, but the reason why I, I, I like to encourage people to do things in person if possible, because anything you do in person will convert at usually 20 to 30%. And what I mean by convert is even if you offer them a free consult, that's, and they say, yes, that's a conversion, right? Or of course, if they buy your thing, that's also a conversion. So in-person can be powerful. Now online can also be very powerful for getting clients. However, sometimes it takes a little more time, I found. And so like, let's say you do a webinar. Well, usually something like a webinar, you're gonna convert at one to 2%. So if you're brand new, and let's say you get 40 people to show up for your webinar, like whatever, one to 2%, like it's kind of, you can kind of see that the rate, the, the ratios are quite different. Now, again, 
webinar is going to be super powerful, but you got to get a higher volume of people yeah. um, having their eyes on you. Yeah. And you can't just have 20% of a person. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's really, it's straight, it's straight numbers. It's straight yeah. statistics, you know? Yeah. And the biggest thing is you have to get out there. You have to network. You have to make those, those connections, whether it be one-on-one or doing that, that Facebook live in front of a, a, a Facebook group or something like that. Like you, which means, yeah, you have to be visible, which is another one of those like, you know, common pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Like people getting visible is a huge barrier, yeah. huge barrier. We're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of Aunt Sally judging us. I mean, even I'm an introvert. Like when I first put up a website and my face on it, I was like, yikes. Now I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you become uh, more accustomed to it over time. But you, you have to be brave and visible yeah. to get clients. And it, it just comes back to that mindset thing. You, you kind of have to, well, you build up the mindset, but you have to, you have to persevere through it. But here's, here's the thing, Glenn, if I could just like sh- um, throw this in, I always say, cause it's one thing to say like, push it, push it out there, like crush it, like just go do it. But it's easier said than done. Mm. And I always say that business can be our medicine because you will be faced with all of your fears, your doubts, your childhood insecurity, your childhood wounds, your trauma, your whatever. And those are the things that keep people afraid of being visible and, and asking for the sale and making the offer. And so, um, I believe people, you, it's not, it's not mindset is also about healing all that stuff along yeah. the way. Agreed. Agreed. Um, we, uh, jumped into it, uh, or you gave an example of an offer in your previous talk, like a free consultation, but what are some other offers that could be examples for, for people to use? When I think of an offer, I always feel like, Oh, it has to be like a discount. Or it has to be some sort of like promotion on the service that you're giving. What are some other examples that you could uh, share with us? Well, it depends on your goal. So is your goal to make money and get and generate revenue? Is that the top goal? Then I'm gonna, my answer is going to be one thing. If you, is your goal to build your mailing list, then that's, that's a different answer. Okay. So let's dive into each one. So if, okay. if you're an entrepreneur, I feel like, you know, you're, you're on the quest to prove yourself and, and show that you have a business model and that it, it can sustain uh, your type of lifestyle. So let's jump into money first. Into money. Okay. So, uh, well, first and foremost, across the board, you want to give, 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 give free value. You hear this out there everywhere, right? Like give valuable stuff. I mean, you're going to do that all the time, no matter what your main goal is. But in terms of revenue, so with online, with a lot of online products, there's something called the value ladder, which is like, you know, they recommend, oh, start with a free thing and then sell a $7 ebook and then sell a $29 ebook. And then you go up this ladder until eventually, eventually you sell an expensive thing that works. Depends on what you're selling online. If it's a download or a course or something, it can take a little time to climb up that ladder. Now, if you're service-based, if you want to provide coaching services or even there are a lot of healing modalities that can be delivered virtually as well. Um, if that's the main thing you're selling, the fastest path to create consistent income and revenue is you must go high end with premium pricing. Mm. It is absolutely, you know, I, I first got my life coaching certification like back in the day in 2007 you know, it's like, well, if you charge $85 a session, you, you just do the math and like you, it's, it's extremely difficult to be a service-based provider and have a low cost hourly rate, trading time for dollars, we call it, um, and actually make a living. Now, if you're like a, a licensed therapist, you can bill insurance. So that's a whole different genre, right? But a, a coach or a healer, um, the key is get away from charging for single sessions at all. I don't ever do single sessions. Never, ever, except for the free consultation. Um, Instead, what you need to move towards is longer-term programs. So a three-month program, a six-month program, a one-year program. So this is like a monthly retainer in a way. Yes. And so what happens, but the the positioning is different because um, you're not – 
you're, you're charging based on you're getting people from point A, which is whatever their problem is or thing they need help with, from point A to point B. And you have a six month transformational program where you get them from A to B. And what's in the middle comprise of your unique toolbox or whatever your niche is. Um, but you're selling the result, not the hourly time. And when you package or position your um, programs and offers in this way, you'll hear it called like a signature program. Um, I'm a fan because again, I've seen it over and over and I've done it myself. It's the fastest way to get that solid base because you have people in contracts and they're making monthly payments, kind of like a membership site at the gym or yoga place, right? You can expect, oh, I know for sure I've got this much money coming in for the next six months because I have these many clients making payments. Mm. Versus like, okay, you know, well, I hope they come back. Here's, we did a single session. I hope they come back. And like, every time they show up, I just say vaguely, what do you want to talk about today? It's, you know, it, it's better to have some structure around a result. And when you do that, and when you provide high touch care for your clients, you can charge a higher price. Got it. I understand that. Cool. Uh, and then you said that the, there's another sort of offer and that, that might be, I guess, along the lines of just branding, right? Or at mm -hmm. least in the example you gave, growing your mailing list. Yeah, or growing your community. So, okay. so in that case, um, and by the way, I, you know, I mentioned the free consultation earlier. That's sort of the gateway to these longer-term you know, like coaching or service-based um, programs. Okay. Well, so for um, for building a community, you're at first your offer is going to be something free and you're probably going to have multiple free offers. So let's, let's say you want to, let's say you don't want to coach people. You just want to sell online DIY courses or something, or even a hybrid course where maybe you're getting on zoom with people or whatnot, but you know, it's, it's like, um, you're not doing it as intensive of those like personal touch programs. So, um, anything like that, what you're going to be offering is free, free, free. You're going to create an opt-in, your free gift. Usually the quizzes are hot. Even eBooks are still good, like three-part video training series. You're going to get free content, free content. In that case, um, you need to build know, like, and trust. Because okay. usually if nobody knows who you are, they're not going to buy your $1,000 course. Yeah. They have to like, you be it on your list. You give them all sorts of good stuff. You all the touch it. points that you're trying to invoke, right? before they yeah, yeah and no yeah no like and trust is huge because people buy from people that they like or people that they resonate with or people maybe that they were referred to yeah that's that's why the in-person thing works well but if you're not doing if you're doing online you have to build that relationship first before you whap them with a thousand dollar thing got it uh what is the quiz offer i am not too familiar with that uh, well, when I'm talking about offer, I'm talking about a free gift. Okay. So what is the, what is the quiz gift? I, I guess I should ask. Yeah. So, um, so an opt-in or a free gift is basically, you know, here, give me your email list and I'll give you this wonderful free thing, you know? So a quiz is just an example of a type of opt-in and yeah. usually people like quizzes, like, you know, those Facebook quizzes people are always taking. So a quiz can be like, Okay, let's just say I'll, an example from one of my clients. He's a, does psychic intuitive work. So he created like a quiz, an online quiz, like um, what type of intuitive abilities do you have? Are you more auditory or more visual or whatever? And people, it's like people always want to know about themselves. And so, and then at the, you know, at the end of the quiz, great, here's your result. And th but then they're on your mailing list. Then you give them the next thing. Got so it. the quiz can be, it's like it's an easy... It's like a lead lead form, in a People way. People want it, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. It. Um, but there's there's all kinds of quiz topics, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah. Cool, yeah, that's super helpful. Um, what I love about your business, and like you you alluded to this before, is you're sort of a hybrid. You combine online and local events as well. What are some practical tips when it comes to hosting? an event and bringing it from a, an online space into a, a local real event? Yeah, it's an interesting question because, um, you know, filling a live event is a little bit nerve wracking. <laughs> you know, even if you do a refundable seat deposit or it's low cost or whatever, it can be like, yikes, I'm not gonna be able to fill the room. And so um, 
like, okay, if you're trying to fill a live event, you want to give yourself, I recommend like three months to really start planting those seeds. It's all about planting those seeds. So number one, your online efforts, you're going to be doing regular Facebook lives, offering value. You're going to be um, either, and then be saying, by the way, I have this event coming up. Here's the link. It's great because of this. Um, you're going to, if you want to run a challenge or do a webinar and then on the thank you page, it's like, by the way, I'm having this event. So these are some of these funnels, online funnels you can create that actually can fill an event, even a summit on the thank you page. Like, and here's the next step. You always want to give people the next step, no matter what, whether it's a paid thing or a free thing. And so um, challenges, Facebook lives, uh, webinars, and this is the most powerful thing of all. Uh, is finding affiliate partners or joint venture partners who will interview you in front of their audience. Mm. I've gotten, I've gotten clients this way and I've gotten people into events and into my programs this way. When someone else who has a complimentary niche perhaps, and they have a following, they have an audience, they interview you on a Facebook live and you give some sort of valuable content. And at the end they say, so Kristen, so, um, yeah, what do you have coming up that you can share with us? Say, by the way, I have this awesome event or I have this free gift, whatever that might be for that timing. Again, remember we said no lone wolf. So if you're able to collaborate with people, super powerful. Um, the, the other thing I really wanted to mention, which is kind of similar, which is what we're kind of talking about, that is uh, I, you can actually find referral partners to help you bring people to your live event and then um, give them a kickback. I see. So like I, I had a, my recent live event, I had one referral partner bring five people. So I offered her like, Hey, I'm going to give you a certain, if the, any of your people sign up for my six month program, I'm going to give you a percentage as a thank you. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's all about, really powerful. it's all about that collaboration, right? And that, really cross, powerful. that cross promotion is huge because everybody has, um, you know, their own audience, especially, uh, in the space that, that you guys work in. And it's all about that cross promotion, getting into other people's audiences and also allowing them to come onto yours. And then, uh, seeing if you guys both can benefit off of each other's growing communities. Right. Absolutely. You want to always create win-win. You always want to lead with generosity. That's what I believe. But I'll tell you what, on this topic, I mean, some of the like seven figure multi-million dollar entrepreneurs, they're in formal partnerships where they, they have like contracts signed where they actually promote each other's stuff. And I have seen more than one entrepreneur skyrocket like overnight as a result, if you can get a big influencer to promote you. Now that's not always easy to attain, but just, it is a super high level strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I haven't done it formally with contracts, but I certainly have uh, benefited from that and seen the power of that myself. It's crazy that there are actual signed contracts for that. Tons. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah. it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. The more, you know, um, when it comes to your events, what, what's covered? Like is, can you give us a sneak peek into what people can expect when they, uh, you know, either join, you know, an online event or an offline event? Well, you know, I've hosted online events like virtual summits. I've hosted challenges. What they can expect from me is that I try to like over deliver because, you know, again, I really believe in operating my business from generosity. And so, um, again, I'm kind of a high touch coach. So, uh, like for example, I hosted a five day challenge and every single day they got whoever opted in, they got a video, they got like a PDF workbook. And then they also got, I did a live training inside the Facebook group every single day for five days. And so they got like, content in a couple different ways from me, both written, both video training, and uh, they got meditations, a bunch of stuff. And so, um, you know, I just like to give a ton of value for people. Mm. Something like, um, yeah, I've also uh, participated in things like giveaways where I, I wasn't the host, but you know, what happens with a giveaway is a bunch of people get together and they, you put all your free gifts together and then everybody cross promotes it. And something like that is like, I feel good presenting that to my audience. Cause I'm like, here's 15 people who are giving you these awesome free gifts that I think are valuable for growing your business. Mm -hmm. So of course they have to opt in for those people's lists, but you can always opt out later. Yeah. Um, so 
that's what they can expect is a lot of value from me. Now, in person, same thing. Um, my, you know, I'm a business coach, but I also have a healer background. So when I facilitate, I really, um, I bring straight up practical strategy and I combine that with mindset work and partner exercises. So it's very workshoppy, my in-person events. Um, it's sort really of like, cool. yeah, thank you. It's, it's not, it's not like all buttoned up, you know, like seminar where you're all corporate -y. It's very, um, it's very practical, but also experiential. That's the word. I like that. When it comes to uh, growing your brand and promoting your brand, and um, I guess we're getting into the whole digital marketing aspect of it, what what is your choice when it comes to digital marketing? Is it is it paid Facebook campaigns? Is it just putting out content? Is it just cross promotion? So I'm gonna start with ads because you mentioned that first. Um, Facebook ads, Facebook is a freaking gold mine of everything for business. Instagram is also amazing. Um, those are my two favorites um, in terms of platforms. So Facebook ads are tricky. They can be very powerful. In my experience, I've wasted a ton of money trying to do my own Facebook ads because it's, I think it's an art and a science to it. I've even taken a Facebook ad course and tried to do it and whatever. But there's so many pieces of, not only do you have to get the audience right, but you have to make sure your landing page converts and that your copy converts. And there's each page, each step of your funnel that the ad is leading to. If one piece is off, then it doesn't convert. And unless you're like, I mean, I'm kind of techie, but I'm not super duper, duper techie. So unless you're that person that loves to tinker and tweak for hours on end and get each stage of the funnel right, you can waste money on Facebook ads. So I've had uh, several mentors that recommend don't even pay for Facebook ads until you're already making six figures. Now I've had other mentors say, uh, do boosted ads. That the formula is do a video on your Facebook business page, boost it for 15 to 20 bucks a day for three days. And if you have your audience right, and if all the other pieces are working, that can be effective. And um, that's never worked for me, but I have other people, no other people that's worked for. So that's kind of my stance on ads. Um, I'm gonna be totally honest. I even, uh, one time I really wanted my launch to be successful and I hired someone and paid a lot of money. And I believe that person was good at what they did, but for whatever reason, again, there was a piece that wasn't working and I spent a lot of money and I did not get the return. So I think it's kind of an art. So that's, that's the ads thing. Um, yeah, I already mentioned it, but getting in front of other people's audiences, you can do that by pitching yourself to podcasts. You can do that by guest blog, written guest blog posts, which I've, I've, um, done that in Huffington post and, and a few other online publications. Make sure you always have a call to action, you, which means you link, your free gift or whatever in the bio. So podcasts, any, even Facebook live interviews, um, like we mentioned, written guest blog posting, promoting your free gift or your opt-in. Um, so sometimes like other Facebook groups, if you uh, pick three Facebook groups where your ideal client's hanging out, be active in those groups, be helpful. Oftentimes there's like, okay, Monday's the day you can share your free thing those types of places, but make sure your ideal clients there. Don't, don't go to like, if you're a coach, don't go where they're all, you know, where they're all the same as you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so promoting your, promoting your, your uh, free gift, a few of those ways. Let's see what else. Oh, I know this is a big one. Okay. Facebook groups can be hot. Notice I say can be because okay. they're not, they're not hot until there's actually people in the group engaging. <laughs> yeah. And so like I was in a mastermind where they were like, do a Facebook group. And then a lot of people were disappointed because they'd be like posting there every day and it was crickets. But um, I've been reading up on this because Facebook pretty recently uh, put out a thing where they're like, they favor engagement. They don't want you selling your stuff everywhere. They want engagement and they're boosting groups higher up in the algorithm. In fact, this is so weird. I don't know if you saw this, but there's actually, Facebook is put an ad on Facebook, like join groups. I'm like, okay, they really want people to join groups. Yeah. The, the reason why a, group, a Facebook group is so powerful is because it's a closed intimate container. So some people won't share their vulnerable stuff in a larger world of Facebook, say, but in a closed 
tighter container where you are monitoring who enters. You can get people more vulnerable. You can go deeper. You can build relationships um, and and um, foster the engagement of other relationships more easily in there. And then eventually, yeah, you can sell your stuff in there once you nurture them a bunch. Yeah. So face, Facebook groups can be extremely powerful. You can also do groups on Instagram, by the way. Mm. Um, I haven't done that myself, but my friends run an Instagram course and they actually ran the whole course inside of Instagram. Oh, wow. So, so if you, if you're like, you hate Facebook and your clients aren't on there, but if your clients, your clients are likely on there, depending on their age range and whatnot, mm -hmm. but it is possible Instagram as well. What it comes down to is, uh, building up that community. Yes. Um, and once you establish yourself as a trusted authority, then you can sell your services, right? Yes. It's always, so, it's always give, uh, give, give, give. For something like a Facebook group, I mean, you you got to be in that thing every freaking day. You got to have prompts. I mean, you know, I recommend, we kind of talked about a bunch of strategies, like start with one. <laughs> if you're going to do a Facebook group, like plan on working on it every freaking day. Yeah. Um, what, you know, are, what are some, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, it's okay. you, can you give us an example of, of some of these, these prompts? Or are, are these just like conversation starters or... Yeah. Yeah. Basically you want to, um, you want to put prompts in there that will engage people mm -hmm. and obviously around your subject, or your niche, but also throw a dash of like personal stuff in there every once in a while as well, because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So you, you don't want to be in the coaching or, or online space or hailing space. You don't want to be too buttoned up. I don't think that really works. Not in this field anyway. Maybe if you're a lawyer, that works over there. <laughs> but um, so a prompt, people love to um, give opinions. So as an example, um, more than once, like the first time I, I ran my group program, the very first round of it, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm working on my group program. I put a picture of like, you know, my workspace. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of these three names. Vote, cast your vote. Tell me which name for my program do you like the best? People love to cast their vote. Um, you can do little polls of inside, especially inside like a group, but even on your personal page, like, hey, if I were gonna make a video, uh, a helpful video on how to grow your business, which of these five topics would be best, most valuable for you? Guess what, you're getting market research and you're getting them to engage. Other things like, oh, what did you wanna be when you grew up as a kid? It's kind of like more personal yeah. or, Answer yes or no. It got to be easy, but kind of fun or in interesting. Yeah. yeah. How did you learn about this? Um, I guess community nurturing. Like, was there a course or was there a mentor, or did you just like pay really close attention to how mm -hmm. how people were, you know, nurturing the, and, and fostering these groups? All of the above. Um, so I. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm sort of a curator of information. I read a lot. So I took a lot of courses, paid courses, but also free stuff, books. Um, I, uh, I'm a total believer in hiring coaches. Um, if I, my first business coach changed my life and if I had hired him sooner, I probably wouldn't have suffered uh, as, as long before he came along. It just makes you go faster. Um, also, observing and doing research. Again, Facebook can be pretty radical for this. Even, of course, Instagram as well, Twitter as well, if that's um, if you use Twitter. Um, but uh, modeling who's who has what I want and who's doing what I what I what I'm doing successfully, and then model them like, oh, they're doing this. Oh, I see that strategy. I see what they're doing. Um, I joined masterminds. I just finished a year long mastermind. Not only do I get to learn from mentors that are further ahead, but I get personal coaching and I got a whole community of like-minded entrepreneurs that are, that would be like, Oh, here's this strategy or tool for this. And it's like, um, so I highly recommend kind of casting a wide net hmm. and there is no, there is no one cookie cutter, brilliant strategy that works for every single person. Um, so you kind of have to be that person who's willing to do some research. Yes, templates and things will make you go faster, but you do need to really um, kind of want to spend that time gaining that knowledge. And um, yeah, one thing I will say that's my personal experience and uh, same for many people I know, it's like your sort of uh, perception and your understanding evolves 
over time of having your business and that pivoting and that tweaking and that learning or like the ahas, like the, my yoga client is like, I could have, I've kind of told her that before, but it didn't click until like a couple months later, she's like, Oh, and I think that's how it is with these strategies and digital marketing. It's like you can conceptually understand it, but sometimes it takes a while for it to click. Yeah. Like you have to, yeah, it does. You have to get out there and you have to do it. You have to try it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get in, you got to get in the weeds and start pulling things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dig your hands in the dirt, my friend. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, Perfect. As an entrepreneur, and you spoke about this briefly, how, how you wish you had a coach, because then you probably would have brushed over some of the failures that you've had. What is a failure? that uh, maybe one of your biggest failures that you had and then what did you learn from it? Yeah. So, well, I've had multiple failures. <laughs> so resilience is a good quality in this, in this line of work. Mm-hmm. And um, cer- certainly even having a coach doesn't prevent the failures, but it can definitely help you move faster. So um, I would say that one of my biggest disappointments was last fall um, I produced a virtual summit and this uh, was very labor intensive. I did more than 30 interviews. It's a huge project where you have to research the people. You have to send all these letters and you interview people and then you, you know, I had affiliates. You have to set up all the back end. You have to promote the stuff. I mean, I really put a lot of effort into this and this was I mentioned for a launch or for an event or, or any kind of launch, you want to give yourself at least three months. And usually you want to have five funnels that, to fill an event or to fill a program. Well, this summit was one of my funnels as part of a whole launch strategy. So I put a lot into it. I wanted it to work right. I spent money on Facebook ads, a whole bunch of money. I think like 3000 bucks because if you spend less than 3000 you don't get that far. So you kind of need to spend a chunk of change if you're going to do it. Um, yeah. And it wasn't just the money I spent and invested, but it was like so much time. Mm-hmm. And I can't say it like totally failed. I mean, it looked beautiful. Uh, I'm proud of the product. It was high quality work. It was high quality people and interviews. So like the product was good, but in terms of, I thought I was going to make more revenue. Instead, I lost money. I was in the red. Um, I thought I was going to get more people on my mailing list. I did get some but I didn't get as many as I wanted. Um, I thought it was gonna be part of this whole funnel to fill a group program. Yeah, no, it didn't help with that per se. (laughs) And so um, it was such a painful failure because here's the biggest lesson I learned is that I put too many eggs in one basket with that project. Mm. And like I said, it was a great product. There were so many pieces that were working and Earlier I mentioned like with ads, it's like if one piece of your funnel is broken or not converting, then it screws up the whole thing. And I think that's what happened with my summit. I think that some piece of the funnel, the landing page didn't convert or, or something wasn't quite right and I wasn't able to fix it in time. Yeah. And so the whole thing, you know, went down. But the, the lesson was I, I put too many eggs in that basket. That was going to be the like, oh, this is going to be totally like, I'm going to come out with a list of 5,000 people and I'm going to make all this money. And I was like, no, (laughs) I got smacked down on that. However, now, you know, there's two sides of every coin. I will say that the other lesson I got and the other benefit I got from that is I learned a ton. Um, I built new relationships with, because I had several best-selling authors on there and really people that are further ahead of me. And, um, as a result of building those relationships that I built, I've gotten job offers to like, here, come do this coach for my company. I've gotten affiliate partnerships where we promote each other's subsequent things. Um, I'm still in touch with those people, some of those people. And so the relationships and um, meeting, especially people, those influencer people Mm -hmm. and the learning was priceless. Mm. It also, you know, one more thing I'll say, Glenn is, when you do a big ass project like that, talk about branding, like it, it does elevate you. It elevates your brand. It positions you as an expert. It's a big thing to put that on. Mm -hmm. And so it does um, elevate your brand for sure. Um, You said that 
you had all of your eggs in one basket and that was the summit. Uh, if there was something that you could have done differently where I guess your eggs were in different baskets or you diversified mm-hmm. a little bit, what, what would that look like? Well, I guess it wasn't entirely accurate. I guess it wasn't that I was solely relying on that, but I was relying too much on that to mm. be. I expected it to be yeah. way more successful than it was. Um, so an answer, but the answer is, and I said this earlier as well, is like, if you want to fill a program, if you want a paid program, or if you want to fill a paid live event or even not paid or low cost, um, I recommend five funnels. So what I mean by funnels, you know, online funnels can be fancy, but just five pathways where you're getting client lead generation. Um, same thing for filling your one-on-one practice. We were talking about how do you freaking get these clients? Yeah. Don't don't just post like nice stuff on Facebook every day and hope you get a client. It's not yeah. going to work. You need like, okay, maybe one's a challenge. One is one-on-one outreach. One is a referral partner. One is whatever, you know, one is Facebook lives. Like you need five or more funnels to fill your practice, your program, your whatever. And so I kind of had that, I had that in place, but I just put too much weight on the summit. Yeah, I see. I see. And that's super valuable. I mean, for, for a lot of people listening and hopefully they're, they're thinking about um, hosting their event or at least like trying to get more clients, like having different streams where people can find you or find your event is crucial to, to, the success of your business or, or even just what you're trying to put on in general. And, and more, more direct and efficient streams. Also a mixture of long-term and short-term strategies. Cause if you're like, you have no clients and you want money, you need money and that's your one number one goal. It's like, okay, list building, like creating an opt-in and promoting that opt-in and building your mailing list is a great strategy, but it takes a little more time, mm-hmm. right? Before you can sell on something. Now, one-to-one outreach or, or an in-person event where you spend three days giving, 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 well, that can convert at 20 to 30%. So, you know, I recommend a mixture of shorter-term and longer-term strategies as part of those five funnels. Got it. Got it. And um, conversely, all entrepreneurs have really, really big successes after their failures or, you know, uh, later down the line. What is one of your, the biggest success that, you, that you're proud of thus far? Yeah, so I just recently had probably my biggest success in April of this year. I hosted a three-day live event, a training event. Now, I've done three-day retreats before, but that was smaller and much different. So this, I was going bigger with this thing. And, um, you know, it's still relatively small. I probably had about 30 people in the room, um, which is somewhat small, but, you know, good enough. And um, number one, it was a huge up level because I've always been a trainer and facilitator, but this, I took my, my skill to the next level. And as a result, the biggest um, success was the transformation that took place in the room over these, over those three days. And I'm so, I'm proud of and confident in that. And I know that because of unsolicited feedback from the participants, I could just, you could see each day people were getting up to the mic and sharing and their hearts were opening and, and they were um, really getting value and so that is the biggest win. But in addition to that, when we're talking about business wins, I, um, I converted about 34% into my six-month group program, which, remember, that creates consistent income. And then, um, you know, I also had my highest revenue month that month mm-hmm. because, right, and I want to, this is, this is a little bit more, I don't know if it's advanced, but there's something about energetics and I think very successful entrepreneurs understand that there's an energetic piece to business building. What I mean by that is I put out this big thing in the world. I was promoting it. I had, you know, landing page, all the things, people, videos. We had Instagram, uh, had someone doing Instagram stories, today, the whole thing. As a result, I not only filled my program, but for some reason, I got this like influx of one-on-one clients in addition to filling my group program that kind of came seemingly, I was like, wow, these people are kind of, I'm not even trying to get these people, but there's something that happens when you, again, put yourself out in the world, you're more visible. That event also lifted up my brand and my presence because I'm like doing something. Right. And I, 
had social proof. I had a professional photographer there. We had the, you know, all the social media stuff going. And, and I don't even know if those clients came directly from that per se. That's why I say like, there's something that happens though, when you really put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, it's powerful. Yeah. So it was weird. So I had this crazy, it was like my highest revenue month ever because I filled the group program and then I got a whole bunch of one-on-one clients. So now like everything's full. I was like, yay, this works better than expected. Hell yeah. And it, it's, it's quite awesome to hear like, you know, you hosting that virtual summit and you had all this expectation into that thing. Right. And then like, what was it a year later or months later, you did this three day live event. And you didn't really have too much expectation for it, like compared, I mean, I, I'm sure you had really good expectations and good vibes towards it, but it just really blew your expectations out of the water when, you know, you filled up your group class and all these good things just started happening, right? Yeah. And so, but it, you know, in terms of like breaking down, well, why? I mean, I'm going to be honest, I worked my ass off for both of those projects. Hmm. For the summit and the live event, I worked my ass off for both. And yeah. um uh, so it's like, why did one work more than the other? I mean, that's probably a longer conversation, but it's an interesting one. Yeah. And again, it's not to say some that can work and online things definitely work, but that you got it. I think the biggest lesson here that I would love to share with your readers is that, that resilience piece. Like mm -hmm. you freaking fall off the wagon and you give back on the wagon, you commit and you recommit and you recommit if you want to go on this entrepreneurial adventure, because you know, sometimes you're doubtful and it sucks and things fail. And then sometimes you have these wins and it's like a total upgrade and then new opportunities come and it's like, wow. And things start to turn the corner. And I think it gets easier over time as well. It does get easier over time because, um, you become more confident, you um, become more skilled, yeah. you develop more relationships. So, uh, it's definitely a committed journey. I recommend being committed to your why and your passion about why you want to do the thing you want to do. Yeah. Cause if you, on the bad days, uh, if you have a bad day, you need to tap into your passion and why the heck you started in the first place yeah. and then call, call a friend who gets it, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and then on the good days, then you celebrate. And it's always about riding that momentum, you know, and trying not to, to lose the momentum or the, the upswing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you'll have, like you said, you'll have those bad days, but hopefully, you know, you just jump right back on because the momentum is still there and you can still build it up. But if you take, take a hit or take a bad day and you feel like it's really uh, debilitating and you, you take a couple days, then you kind of lose that momentum. Right. So it's well, yeah, well, we yeah. need those little, like our, if you're talking about brain science and our, our you know, uh, our biochemical status is like, we need those little, those even the tiniest little wins, like give us enough mojo to like do the next action step. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, so we, we really need that. And I recommend building in little rewards for yourself, even yeah. as you're building your business, like, okay, I made 10, I got on 10 consoles today. I'm going to reward myself with a massage or whatever you mm -hmm. want because the brain gets that little dopamine hit and we need that. We need that to carry us through. Got it. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you? Any future plans, local events that, that you have coming up? Always, <laughs> always my friend. So I am looking at, um, hosting, I'm just kind of in the beginning stages of this, but, uh, in the fall, I'm looking at hosting a giveaway. Mm -hmm. Um, as I mentioned, I've participated in some uh, other people's giveaways and it was really powerful for building my list. And I like it cause it's generous. Like you get all these cool free gifts together and then, you know, everybody it's win, win you share it. So, yeah. um, that's my next list building campaign for myself, cool. my next, my next online thing. And then I'm definitely planning on hosting another live event in San Diego, probably January or February. Awesome. Um, and then I'll be launching my group sacred business program again. Um, early next year. So those are kind of the big pieces. Um, you know, I do have monthly meetups and smaller things local in San Diego as well that are kind of ongoing. Cool. Those I love that. And, and for anybody who, um, who's listening to this, who wants to connect with you, where, where can people find you? What, what's your website? 
Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. So, um, well, first I'll say I would love for any of you listening, if this resonates, if you want to learn more about building your business, I invite you to join my free Facebook group. It's called um, the Higher Desire Life and Biz Collective. And I believe Glenn's going to provide the link for that. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes. Awesome. So that's coaches, healers. We're all building our businesses together. Um, you can ask questions and really get a lot of support that way. And it's you can be anywhere in the world. Um, so the Facebook group, um, follow me on Instagram. I post about business, but also my travel adventures there. So it's um, Kristen J. Caetano uh, is my handle. And then Facebook uh, and my, my, my URL for my website is elixifyyourlife.com. And uh, I have a Facebook business page of the same name. So I would love to hear from you. If you want to just follow me, say hi, reach out on Messenger, um, either Instagram or Facebook, join my group. Um, I've got a couple of great free gifts as well that I offer for not only business building, but how to travel um, more efficiently and free and all sorts of hacks there. So we just uh, love to meet you and welcome you to join me. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And again, everything will be in the show notes and then we'll be sure to uh, get Kristen back on to talk about travel hacking on another episode. Um, oh yeah. There's going to be tons of value and um, we're going to be super excited to have her back on for that. Um, so last couple of questions. Uh, what do you live by daily? Is there a quote or uh, a sort of mantra that kind of uh, resonates with you? Yeah, um, I don't know how officially official this is. I don't know if I'm thinking about this all the time, but what comes to mind is uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So it kind of speaks to that. Sometimes I tell myself that because we talk about that that risk and we have to push our, our comfort zone, you know? And so it's like, I, I want to live life fully. I want I want the juice. Like um, life is a banquet and a lot of people are not uh, enjoying the banquet and I want to live life to the fullest and um, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I got to be willing to be uncomfortable sometimes yeah. and see what comes back. I love that. Yeah. You can't, you can't play small when you only have one life to live. Right. Mm -mm. I've spent a lot of my life playing small. And um, so I try to lean into my, my curiosity and like, Hey, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, what would happen if I opened door number three? Yeah. Let's try it. And is that something, nothing ventured, nothing gained? Is that something that you would ever get tattooed on you? Or if there was something, <laughs> if there was something, if there was a, like a, a symbol or anything that kind of represents you or your spirit, like what would that, what would that be? Mm. I probably wouldn't get that phrase tattooed on me. <laughs> uh, okay, this might sound weird, but. I like weird. Weird's cool. <laughs> I don't know if this is weird, but you know, actually, um, I had a really cool logo designed for my summit. Mm. I think it was cool. And then, and then the same designer took a spin on that and, and created um, a logo for my live event. And there's, there's something about it. I don't know if you, if you guys go look at the landing page, it's just like a cool sort of, uh, the one for the summit where it was, like a globe it was a globe with the flower of life inside of it but it didn't look like a super globe thing i mean you could as a tattoo you would probably make it prettier but it was very subtle but it kind of had this cool dual message of um the flower of life living life fully but also a spirituality to it i see right? yeah and then also like the travel junkie geek part of me so it kind of encapsulated that though both of those elements of myself so and it was pretty I'm definitely going to be sure to check that out because <laughs> I'm so curious now. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Uh, and then the last question, what makes you feel the most alive? I think what makes me feel truly most alive is um, being part of and belonging and engaging in a community. And even better if we're working towards a um, joint cause and I've really you know despite being a lone wolf in the past and introvert and all these things especially the last year it's really become apparent to me that I actually love working as part of a team a high, fun high functioning team or a group or people you know I'm that sort of like 
altruistic, like I want to work towards a bigger cause. And if I'm with like-minded people, I get a lot of joy and satisfaction from that. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Nomad Wolf podcast. It really means so much that you guys take the time out of your day to spend it with me and our guests. I really hope that today's content here and on the blog helps you on your path. If you're a new listener and like what you hear, feel free to hit the subscribe button. We'll be interviewing more Nomad Wolves and unpacking more secrets and stories that you don't want to miss. I'm going to leave you guys right here, but in the meantime, take care, take care of each other, stay present, and do your best to move forward, even if it's only a little bit. I'll catch you next time. Peace.